Hi, this is Sherry at the Intentional Home Podcast, where I share tips and resources to help you live with intention and purpose. This is episode number 21, and today we're going to be talking about how you can use lists in your home and your homeschool to keep yourself and your kids moving forward. Now, if you've been around my blog or my podcast for a while, you know that I am a big list maker. I love making lists, and I especially love checking off those boxes as as I get things done. Um, My family gives me a hard time sometimes because I'll even uh, write things on my list that I already got done just so I can have the satisfaction of crossing it off. So I love making lists. And so today's topic is going to be kind of close to my heart because it's something that I love to do. And I want to show you how you can use lists to actually help you get more done and not be stressed out. Now, a lot of times when we think about planning, like planning out our day, planning out our schedules, planning out our homeschool lesson plans, a lot of times when we think about planning, we're talking about detailed planning. So we're talking about things like If we're homeschoolers, we're talking about detailed plans of exactly what you're going to do each day. So if you're making out your plans, you have like read pages one through five in history and do worksheet one, science, read chapter one, math, do pages two and three. You know, we put detailed lesson plans out like that. Or let's say that we have um, detailed plans for our day, like we're going to uh, specifically get these things done. You know, we're going to get all the laundry done, and we're going to dust and vacuum the whole house, and we're going to make cookies to put in the freezer, and we're going to, you know, we make this detailed list of everything that we're going to get done that day. Well, what happens when something happens, you get interrupted, or your schedule doesn't go as planned, and you have all these things on your list for the day that you did not get done? Now, what do you do? Do you move it to the next day? But then tomorrow, you had a whole bunch of other things on your list to do. And then that's going to be too much for tomorrow. So how are you going to do that? So what I want to look at today is instead of doing detailed planning where we can tend to, you know, never, hardly ever do our days go as we planned. And so when that happens, then we feel behind. And a lot of times, instead of tackling those huge lists that seem to keep getting bumped from one day to the next, and we keep adding more items to our list, and then we're so behind, a lot of times we'll just give up and we don't even want to do anything. So what we're going to look at today is a different way to look at planning, and that is using lists to plan. Now, instead of doing all those detailed plannings, what we're going to do is we're going to actually schedule blocks of time in your day for your lists, okay? So instead of detailed plans, you're going to have blocks of time scheduled in your day And then we're going to create these lists for different areas of your life. And we're going to get into that here in just a minute. You'll create these lists of things to do. And so 
what we're going to do then is as you work through your list, you'll cross it off. The next time that you work on that list, then you just do the next item. Okay. So before we get into details on how you can schedule those blocks of time, let's look at some areas that you can use lists. And some of these will apply if you homeschool. I've got some homeschool ideas here. If you do not homeschool, there are still um, lots of ideas that you can uh, use here to use lists in your in your days and in your home. I do want to note that some of these lists are going to be things that you will work through and then you'll be done, like a house project. That's something you're not going to do at once and then probably start over and do it again. It's some project that you need to start and move it on to completion and then you're done. So some of these lists are going to be like that where you're just going to work through it and then you're done. Some of them are going to be more of a loop type list where you'll work through the list and then you'll start over and work through it again. So just keep that in mind as we go through these different ideas. Okay, the first area that you can use lists are meal planning. You can make lists of meals that your family loves for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So this will be kind of like a master list. You'll have um, just list out those meals that your family loves that you know they already like and make a separate list for breakfast and lunch and dinner. And then what you do is when you do your menu planning, instead of planning out maybe specifically what meal you're going to have each night, or you can if you want to, um, what you can do is just pick seven meals from those lists, seven breakfasts, seven lunches, seven dinners, and then just put those on your um Kind of make a list for that week if you like to. And most of us will need to do that anyway because you need to know what meals you plan on fixing so you know if you have all the ingredients when you go grocery shopping. You'll need to make sure that you have everything. So um, so your list, you're going to kind of have your master menu list and then you're going to have your list for that week. And then when it comes time each day, you can just go to your list, select which meals you want to fix for that day. And then once you fix them, then you can cross them off. And then you can just kind of do that through the week. Just kind of pick a meal for that day for dinner. At breakfast, when you're getting your, your breakfast fixed, make sure that you've got meat out of the freezer maybe that you're going to need for dinner. Um, so kind of at the beginning of the day or maybe the evening before, you can choose the meals that you're going to fix for that day or for the, the next day. But you just have a list of meals that you're choosing from. And so if something happens and uh, maybe you have a really busy day planned or something unexpected came up and you know you're not going to have very much time for dinner, maybe you'll want to make sure you pick a meal that's fairly quick to make or something you can throw in the crock pot, um, you know, so you can can do that too. So uh, that's one way you can use lists for your menu planning. Another area is morning basket list. And this is going to be uh, for for those who homeschool and even those that don't. I know a lot of people like to use their breakfast time to work through uh, reading different types of books together. Um, so this is going to be a loop type schedule where maybe you'll have like a Bible story or a book that you're reading out loud just for fun. Maybe some poetry books or art or composer studies. Um, you can really include anything that you want in this. 
but you kind of just have a loop set up and then each day you just do the next thing on your list. Easy. So this is a fun way that you can incorporate some learning at breakfast or right after breakfast and incorporate some of those things that maybe you want your kids, you know, you could talk about manners or etiquette or um, lots of different subjects maybe that you don't necessarily need a full curriculum for, but they're things that you want to incorporate and you can just go through them. And then you can always create new lists too. If you want a variety, you can um, work through one list for a while and loop it. And then maybe you want to change it up with the seasons or something too. So lots of flexibility, but that is one option that you can use lists for is that morning basket. Another area is chores. A lot of times you have some time set aside to do chores. And so you can create chore lists for your kids. Um, these might be a little bit different because you may have specific chores that need to be done on certain days of the week, you know, like taking the garbage out or things like that. But you can make up a list of chores for your kids. And then when that time block comes up in your schedule, your kids will know exactly <clears throat> what they need to do that day. Another area is house cleaning, and this is going to be a loop type schedule. So what you're going to do here is you're going to make a list of all of the cleaning tasks that you normally do every week. So this list is not going to be maybe some of your deep cleaning tasks or the seasonal type things that you may be doing. Um, and you can make a separate list for that and then maybe schedule in your planner to remind you and during certain months or seasons of the year to do certain, you know, to work on a certain seasonal cleaning list. But this is just basically your basic cleaning, you know, your vacuuming and dust mopping and dusting the furniture and uh, cleaning the kitchen, mopping the floors, cleaning the bathrooms, you know, all those things that you usually do every week. So what you do is you just make a list of all those cleaning tasks that you normally do. And then you kind of try to divide that up by the number of days that you think you're going to have to clean during the week. So let's say you just have maybe three days during the week that you have set aside for cleaning. So you just take your list and kind of divide it up into three. And then you kind of know how many items on that list you need to try to tackle each day. Now, if things come up and you don't have time and you just get one item done on your list, no problem. The next time you clean, you just tackle the next, you know, one, two, or three items, whatever you have time for. So as you work through that list, then eventually it may take you a week and a half instead of a week. But you know that at least for sure every two weeks that all of those things are going to be taken care of. And it's just one way that you can loop that cleaning and get those tasks done and not feel like you're behind. Another area is house projects. If you have a project that you're working on around the house, make a detailed list in order of what needs to be done. Break it down, break it down into small tasks. And then each day that you have a block of time set aside for working on house projects, you can just do the next, the next task on the list. So for example, let's say that one of your house projects is to, um, let's say you want to redo the kitchen cabinets. 
So, you know, start making your list. Maybe the first item on your list is going to be getting everything out of the cupboards. And then maybe the next item on your list is going to be washing the cupboards down. Then the next item might be, you know, stripping the paint or if you're uh, refinishing it somehow. You know, itemize everything, you know, maybe kind of uh, try to think about making it a small enough task that you can get it done, you know, in a block of time during the day. So don't make it a huge thing like totally repainting all the cupboards. That's too broad. So maybe you need to refine it down to like, you know, paint three cupboards or whatever, you know. Try to break it down into smaller chunks so that you can get those done and work through them. So having a a block of time with your list, with your house projects that you're working on. The next one is homeschool planning. Now, this is a big one, and it's one that I have started doing myself over the last year or two because I am very much a planner, and I love having everything all planned out. But we all know that our homeschool days don't always go as planned. People get sick. We have to skip days. And then all of our plans are totally out of sync and we're, we're behind and then we're trying to erase and try to catch up. And it, it's, it's a mess if you're a planner like me and, uh, it's just a mess. And so instead of doing those detailed plans, what you're going to do is make lists for each subject for each of your children. So these are like the subjects that they do independently, like math and language arts, maybe reading. Um, Make a list for each child. So for example, um, if you have child number one, you can have their math list. And under that on that list, you will have like lesson one, lesson two, lesson three. You know, if they have 125 lessons, in their math book, and each lesson is a day's work, then you would itemize out each day. You know, each day would be a lesson, and you just have a list of lesson one, lesson two, lesson three with a checkbox next to it or whatever. And then, um, then all you have to do then is when it's time for them to do their math, they just do the, the next lesson on their list, and then they cross it off as they get it done. But one thing to make sure of when you're doing this, make sure that when you're planning that you don't put one item as like work for a whole week. So in some programs, a lesson is like for a whole week. And so you may have to divide that up into daily assignments kind of so they can work through it in order. Okay. So that's one area with homeschool planning that you can do. And if they do, um, you can also do this with work that you do together. Like a lot of people do a lot of their science and history work together. You can do the exact same thing. You just make a list for history and science. And under each of those, you write down all the individual things, whether it's lessons or chapters or pages to read or activities to do. Just make a list. And then just work through the list. Every time you have scheduled for science, you just do the next thing on the list until you get done. So that's how you can use making lists for homeschool planning. Another area is to plan some time for mom for you to be refreshed. 
Now, we all need some time each day, if possible, to do something that we love. And so this is going to be kind of a loop type schedule of things that you love to do. So it could be read a book, take a walk, do a craft, bake something, um, paint or draw or write, whatever you love to do, make a list of all of these things. Then when that time comes during your day for you to do something that you love, just some downtime for you, maybe it's 15 minutes, maybe it's a half an hour, then just go to your list and do the next thing on your list. And then the next, cross it off or check it off. And then the next time that it's your time to have some quiet time and refreshing time, then do the next thing. So one thing, one thing this forces you to do is it forces you to have some variety. Sometimes it's easy for us to get kind of stuck in ruts and doing the same things over and over. So um, use this to kind of help give yourself and force yourself to do some variety of things and give your um, give your mind and your body that variety that it needs to be refreshed. Another fun idea to use lists for is family fun. Now, whether this is evenings during the week or it's maybe some weekend nights, but whatever time that you kind of set aside is for family time, make a list of things that you that your family enjoys doing together. Maybe it's playing games or um, having a movie night or going swimming or going to the park. Whatever that is, um, make a list. You know, we have a whole cupboard full of games and we hardly ever get all of them or even some of them out to play. So maybe you want to go through your games and make a list of all of the games that you have that you could play together. And then each time you have a family fun night, you pull a different game out and then you cross it off your list. It's just another way for you. Sometimes I think we don't realize all of the things that we have that we can do or resources we have that we can use. Um, They get buried away in cupboards or whatever, and we forget that we have these things that we can do. So that's an idea that you can use to, again, provide some variety to give you unending ideas of things that you can do. And it's just a fun way to um, put things down on paper and to give you that direction and guidance when it, when it comes time for some family fun. And the last area that, and this is definitely not the last area, but just one that I wanted to bring up too. There, you can probably think of some more areas in your life where you can use lists, but um, this one is a list of books to read. You can make a personal list of books that you want to read yourself, or you can make a list of books that you want to read out loud to the kids. Um, but what you do is just make a list and then start with the first book on the list, read it until you're done, and then go to the next book. So I know I've talked a lot about read aloud time, but um, you can do this with your read aloud time. Just figure out maybe a, a small list of books that you want to read to your kids when you have your read aloud time and just start on the first book, read a chapter or two or three or whatever, you know, works for your family a day or whenever you have your read aloud times. Then when you get done with that book, just mark it off the list and go to the next one. It's just a fun way to, to um, give yourself some direction and yet the freedom that you need if you need to miss a day. You don't feel like you're behind. You just pick up where you left off the next day. 
So now that we have some ideas for different areas of your life that you can create lists for, let's look at how you can schedule these into your day. So I've talked about using blocks of time. So I'm just going to go through uh, what a day could look like if you're a homeschooler. And if you're not a homeschooler, you can kind of see what this looks like and how you could maybe fit it into your day as well. But here's what it might look like. 7 a.m. is breakfast. You get up, you look at your meal planning list that you made, and you've already chosen seven breakfast meals. So you just pick one that looks good that you want to fix. And you also take a look at your dinner meals and pick one that you want to fix for dinner that night. Get any meat out of the freezer and make sure that's ready for later in the day when you want to fix dinner. And then you fix your breakfast. Next up is about 7.30 or so, or during your breakfast, however you want to do that, is your morning basket. You pull out your morning basket list, and you have that loop schedule set up already. And you just look at your list, and you do the next thing on the list, whether it's reading a Bible story and reading a poem, or reading a Bible story and um, reading a chapter out of a read-aloud book, whatever that is. That's your morning basket list. Around 8 o'clock or so, time for chores. Each of the kids can look at their list of what they need to do. And you can look at your list if you've got some cleaning tasks that you want to do then and get your your cleaning jobs done. 9 a.m. to noon is homeschool time. Here's where you pull out those subject lists for each of your kids and just simply have them do the next assignment on their list for each of the subjects that they do independently. And again, if you learn together, if there's subjects you learn together, then you just use that list to give you direction on what to do that day. Noon, it's lunchtime, and the kids get some time outside after lunch if they want to go out and play. Around 1.30, come back in for your afternoon homeschool time or read aloud time. Depending on if you have uh, independent work that needs to be done yet, they can pull out lists for that and continue getting their work done. If you have a read-aloud time in the afternoon, look at your books to read and start with the first book. Read a chapter or two or three and then move on to the next list, the next book after you're done. So about 2.30, you're done with your read-aloud time and your afternoon homeschool time. Then it's free time to explore for the kids. This is also a time for mom to do any house projects or house cleaning that maybe you didn't get done earlier in the day during the tour time. It could be um, a time for you to, to be refreshed and pick something off of your list of things that you love to do. So spending some time to do that. 4 p.m., dinner prep. Pull out your meal planning list. You've already pulled out your, your meat. So just figure out what you need to do to start getting meal your meal ready for dinner. Around 5.30 or 6, you have dinner together and clean up. And then 7 o'clock, family fun time. And this may not be every day, every night, but whatever night works for you. Um, but this is a time then you can do some family fun. Pull out that list and see what family fun ideas, something that you want to do that night and enjoy doing it together. So that's just a sampling of what a day could look like. So I hope that helps you see how you can plan the blocks of time for these things in your day without being so detailed that if your day doesn't go as planned, that it puts you way behind. 
So you plan the blocks of time to work on these lists. Then you go to your list to do the next thing. Okay. Now, what I want you to do now then is if this looks like something that you would like to give a try, maybe just pick one or two things that you want to start with. So look at your life. See what areas of your life that you can create lists for. And then maybe just pick a couple of them to start with. And I want you to create your lists. And then you need to put them somewhere where you can look at them every day. Whether that's sticking it up on the refrigerator, putting it on a bulletin board, putting it in your bullet journal, putting it on the computer where you can access it, you know, on your phone or your tablet. Um, But it needs to be somewhere where you can see it and access it easily throughout the day because it doesn't do any good to make lists if you don't use them, okay? If it comes time for chore time and nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing and you can't remember where you put that list of what needs to be done that day or what needs to be done on your chores list, then nothing's going to get done. So You need to be organized as to where you keep these lists as well. So everybody knows where they are. If there's lists the kids need to have access to, maybe those need to go on the refrigerator or on a bulletin board where they know where they can go and look at it. The lists that you need to access, maybe they need to be somewhere where only you need to find them, like in in your planning notebook or bullet journal or whatever you keep to keep your life organized, whatever you use, whether it's on the computer or something uh, on paper. But make sure that you're keeping these lists so that you know where they are. And then after you get those lists made, then create a block type schedule for your days of when you're going to be working on these lists. And this just makes it so easy to plan. Now, I, I do want to make one note Um, if you're a homeschooler and you need to turn in lesson plans, there are a couple different things that you can do here because you're not going to have detailed lesson plans for each of your kids necessarily, where you have like a calendar with the boxes for each day and exactly what they did each day. So there's a couple things you could do as a homeschooler if you need to turn in lesson plans. You can either use that list of their, their subjects, the individual work, and you can write dates beside each one when they complete it. And that can be kind of like your lesson plan for them because it's showing the date and it's showing what they did that day. So that would be one idea. Another idea would be to go ahead and have a a lesson plan book, like maybe a calendar. I know I have created my intentional monthly planner, which basically is just a simple soft cover book with two page spreads with monthly calendars. So maybe you want to just have one of those for each child. And then at the end of the day, just go through and write in the box for that day exactly what they got done. So you're kind of writing it in after the fact, um, just as a way to keep the records. I know that's that's extra work though. So if you don't need to do that, you know, it's not really necessary. You can just write the date beside 
the item on each of their lists, and that may be the easiest way. But that is one way that you can use um, use these lists for homeschooling and also be a form of record keeping as well. So I hope that has helped you and got your mind uh, just turning about ways that you can use lists in your home and in your homeschool to keep you organized and most importantly, to keep you moving forward. There are so many times where um, it's so easy to get overwhelmed or we get behind on something and then we just kind of give up on the whole thing altogether. You know, we we didn't get all the cleaning done we wanted that day. So instead of the next day picking up where we left off and trying to get it done, we just see all that needs to be done for that day too. And then we get overwhelmed and we just want to throw in the towel and we just sit and read a book instead and forget about it. So I hope this helps you realize that you can be making progress in these areas a little bit at a time when it works. And when it doesn't work, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. Life is that way. Just pick up the next on the next day or the next time that you have scheduled for working on that list and just pick up with the next list. So I am looking forward to using uh, some of these ideas myself. I've been messing around with, I have been keeping kind of a bullet journal in a little um, notebook. And basically my bullet journal is just my daily to-dos, things that I need to get done that day. But I know I'm looking forward to doing more of this list making, especially with my homeschool planning again this year. And also uh, with some of these other areas that I really haven't done very much with, like maybe the meal planning and maybe my free, uh, the free time, maybe the cleaning. I might even set up my cleaning schedule on more of a loop type schedule, which I have not done. So I'm looking forward to experimenting too and adding some of these things, some of these lists to my, to my journal and, um, like I said, I've been using kind of a bullet type journal and I'm toying with the idea of changing to a more of like a traveler's notebook where you have um, like little booklets for each area. So I would have like maybe a booklet for um, maybe I could have a booklet for all my lists and then or at least the lists like maybe meal planning and cleaning and chores you know, some of those lists I could keep together. And then maybe I could have a booklet for homeschooling where I keep all of my homeschooling lists to keep it all organized. So I'm kind of playing around with that, um, creating my own booklets to put in uh, this. It's not really a bullet journal. I'll have to do a video maybe on this someday uh, soon. But I just bought a kind of a, I think it was just a planner at Walmart, but it fits pages that are like, I think it's the A5, which is like a half a sheet of paper. That's the size. And I know a lot of, a lot of traveler's notebooks are kind of skinny and I like to have more area to write. So I got that with the idea of making my own booklets and then just using rubber bands around the center of it to hold those in there. So I'm playing around with it and I may do a video, um, showing some of the things that I've, um, that, I, that I've done and how I've created these booklets and using them. I might even, I'm thinking about maybe creating an area in my intentional homemaking membership 
creating an area in there for some of these booklets that I can just share them with my members if it's something that they want to give a try. But anyway, it's just fun. It's fun planning. It's fun making lists. And when you find ways that work for you, it, stick with it, hang on to it and, uh, and keep doing it. So I hope this has encouraged you to consider using lists in this way and not getting so stressed out and bogged down when things don't go as planned, but that you can keep moving forward, just going one item at a time, working through those lists. So that is all I have for you today. I hope that it has been an encouragement to you. And I just do want to thank you for joining me at the Intentional Home Podcast. I do enjoy creating these, and I hope that they've been an encouragement to you. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. And for more information about my podcast and to see all the show notes with links to resources that I mentioned, go to sherrygram.com forward slash podcast. Thanks and have a wonderful day.